We're running with the devil today on Podcast Magoria. To another episode of Podcast Megoria, Halloween A to Z. I'm James. And I'm Autumn. We're about to talk about Evil Speak. Our E movie. <laughs> A Clint Howard classic. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you can call it, sure. <laughs> oh, folks, we are going to be getting knee deep into it today in regards to devil worshiping. Yeah, Satan. Satanism. Good old Scratch himself. Which... Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I guess the Satanic Church uh, did approve of this movie yes. for some reason. Satanic uh, Church seal approval. So, not bad. We, I, I just don't get it because <laughs> I don't think this uh, has anything to do with real Satanism, but okay. <laughs> but in, for the 80s, this also got banned in the UK for the Satanism as well as the gore, which I totally get the gore part of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this movie is directed by Eric Weston. It's his first movie, and you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another fun fact about this movie is it was filmed in three weeks. Oh, wow. Okay, that explains a lot then. And my favorite fact about it is the fact that Clint Howard had to buy his own toupee for the movie. A poor man. They didn't. The production wouldn't buy his toupee. I mean, a lot of good it did for him, though, towards the end, to have that toupee. <laughs> we'll get into that. But <laughs> so, this movie starts off hard with an excommunication. Yes. And then what seems to be 10 feet down the beach, <laughs> a black mass. <laughs> Literally. The guy says, you can no longer say mass. You you're you're, yeah. commu- you're excommunicated from the church. Get out of here. Then this guy walks like... It really does look like he walks two feet away, and he's 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 doing all the satanic ritual stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on this beach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which uh, it's important to note that uh, this guy that's excommunicated is none other than Bull from Night Court. Yes, I always enjoy seeing him and stuff. So I was like, oh my god, it's Bull. <laughs> They, they do the black mass, and he lobs off the head of a lady that they're sacrificing. Oh, yeah. And by the way, nudity alert. Yeah, this immediately. Movie's got, this movie's got boobies in it, kids, and and boy butt. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a good amount of nudity. Yep. A different variety of boobs, too, yeah, might yeah. I add. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but lobs off the lady's head with a perfect transition. Well... I've got to mention how good the head chop looks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the special effects in this movie, really good. Awesome. For the for for what all we're going to say about this movie in a little bit, the special effects, pretty dang good. Yes. <laughs> so, lobs off her head, perfect transition to a soccer game. Yes, it looks like the <laughs> head turns into the soccer ball. <laughs> It's amazing. We both jumped up. 
I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so solid, solid job uh, with that. That was fun. So we, we, this is how we get introduced to our main character, Stanley Coopersmith. Which the whole time <laughs> I had missed his first name and I thought they kept calling him Cooper Smith. Yeah, the way they say his last name, Cooper Smith, is it just sounds like they just keep saying his full name over yeah. and over again. I kept asking, I was like, why are they saying his full name this whole time? Like, what? And then I eventually saw his name plate and his full name, and I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. So, line delivery in this movie is a little, a little rough around the edges. Yeah, Stanley Coopersmith is, of course, played by Clint Howard. Probably from this point on, I'm either going to just call him Cooper Smith or Clint. Yeah. We'll see. We end up in the locker room after the game where everybody's bullying poor Stanley. Mm-hmm. Let's see, I already called him something different. <laughs> and I was super excited to see old Bob from that 70s show <laughs> is the bully in this movie. Yeah, and he's... He's a pretty, uh, he's a pretty good bully. Yeah, yeah. It's weird seeing him without, like, the perm. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird to see him so young, too. And skinny. Yeah. Yeah, Over overall, it's just weird seeing him in the movie. This part particularly got to me, though, because they're pretty much they're in a military school. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates Clint Howard's character oh, for yeah. some reason. I mean, he is awkward. It turns out he's an orphan. Yeah. He's he's in the school because he's on welfare and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, big old geek. Yeah, and he, yeah, super awkward, just clumsy. They're they're trying to get him not to play soccer because of this. Yeah. And the the was it the coach? Oh that yeah. That was talking to Bob. Who will call him for now? <laughs> yeah, we'll just call him Bob. For no, his character's <laughs> name is Bubba. Bubba, which always sounds awkward every time someone actually says his name. Uh-huh. Like, Bubba, you gotta do this, Bubba. Hey, Bubba. It, it just sounds so. <laughs> it sounds so stupid every time you say it. But yeah, no, yeah. The the coach of their team. <laughs> he is. He is making a threat and pretty much like two feet away from Clint Howard. Yeah. Saying, oh, well, I don't know if he couldn't play anymore then. Yeah, they're, you know? they're pretty much plotting against him. Yeah. Uh, I identify with this. This is exactly what it was like when I was in school and I was on the basketball team for, like, I don't know, two games. <laughs> it, it, it's just so terrible. <laughs> you know, it's, eh, we'll let him on the team, but can we not let him play? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other thing about this military school is it's like it's a Catholic military school. Oh yeah, yeah. So because they have a church, there's there's a um, there's a priest character that's one of the professors or whatever, mm-hmm. and so it, it is not just that this is a military school; it is a it is a church military school, which yeah. is important because Clint Howard's character is trash and everything. Everybody's picking on him mm-hmm. and. Instead of them putting the responsibility of his shortcomings on the people that are sabotaging him, they, of course, punish him, and he ends up having to clean the cellar of the church. Yeah. This movie makes it... The beginning of this movie, you're just like, oh, man, a lot's happening, because first we have the 
the opening with the excommunication, yeah. black mass, decapitation, soccer game, bullies picking on Clint Howard. Clint Howard then goes into the basement to get to start cleaning and almost immediately finds the satanic book. Yeah, they really like he stumbled upon it all so quickly. And not just one, two. Because he has yeah. a small one, and then there's the big one. Yeah. One's got pictures, one's got words. So you're expecting, oh my gosh, they're throwing all this at me already. Like, there, there must be a lot of stuff that happened yeah. in this you movie. Yeah, you automatically go, okay, he's going to start experimenting right now, and yeah. it's just going to get really out of hand. And this is the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. If only that were true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this movie... If you like slow-burning movies, oh my... I thought Day of the Animals was a slow-burner. Uh, yeah, that one took its time, but this one really takes its... And speaking of slow-burn, there's suddenly a ton of candles. Well, he like, <laughs> was dreaming, okay? Oh, oh yeah, that, that's right, that's right. Well, he he lights a couple of candles. He does, uh, to yeah. look at the... That's right. So, he... <laughs> You don't know he's dreaming. You don't. There's you, just, you just all of a sudden a million that... candles. Yeah. Just candles all over. Oh, uh, which another fun fact. Speaking of candles and slow burning. So this church that they filmed in was a real church. It was an abandoned church that they dressed up for the movie. It burned down. Oh, wow. Like almost immediately after they got done filming. Oh. So I don't know. Ooh. Maybe Clint Howard left a couple of candles lit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I will say, like, during all of this, um, there's kind of a little scene of uh, Bubba's mom being shown around. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense. It is. uh, The only purpose it serves is exposition. Yeah. Because while Clint Howard is in the cellar dealing with the book that's while the priest is showing the mom around campus talking about the history of the campus uh how old it is and about the spanish christians coming over and running away from the crusades and all that and that's how you kind of figure out that this school was originally started by uh the guy that was excommunicated yeah so much exposition it Never brought up again. Yeah, it just doesn't <laughs> fit, especially yeah. because it's not a main the main character's uh, parental guardian being shown around. Yeah, it's one of the side characters. Yeah, it, it's it, weird. Yeah, um, the way that she's introduced, it feels like we're going to see her again, and we never ever see her again. Yeah, um, that's one of the only characters too that it's like that. Everybody mm-hmm. else ends up playing a part. Well. We'll get to another character that has absolutely no no meaning. Mm, okay. We'll get to it. <laughs> he ends up getting bullied more by the bullies. Yeah, there's four of them. Yeah, yeah. You've got Bob. <laughs> you got Bob. You've got the guy that makes sound effects. He's always just making like he's going going meow or he's yeah. always making sounds. You got the the doofy one. Yeah, yeah, the dum dum, and then you've got the stereotypical fat guy who literally says during one part he says I'm hungry. He's constantly talking like throughout the movie. Either someone is telling him that he's going to eat something, or he's talking about how he wants to eat something. Yeah. That's his only thing. Like, that character is just there to be the fat guy. And, and uh, they do uh, 
pan to them when during one scene when they're in the church having mass mm-hmm. and the the preacher starts talking about gluttony they oh, pan yeah. over to him and he looks all nervous uh-oh <laughs> if anyone was a glutton it's me yeah so they drive that point home oh yeah <laughs> so he gets done getting bullied by the bullies and goes to the principal's office who then he ends up getting punished for being bullied. Yeah. That's a big theme. They really want you to see how hard this guy's getting mm-hmm. it. I mean, at every turn, he's getting bullied either by the staff, by the uh, the students, mm-hmm. um, you know, by the secretary even. Yeah. Which, whenever he's going to the principal's office, he puts down his books and accidentally drops his little satanic book into the trash, the waste paper basket, by the secretary's desk. Secretary sees it, picks it up, and then some time passes, and she starts fiddle, fiddling with the emblem. Like there's a little yeah, like the charm, or, you know, the pentagram charm that's on the front of this book. Yeah, and it's it's really weird because it. I don't know if she was possessed or what to do this. It, it's never really explained why she's yeah. trying to get this charm off the book. Yeah, it, it seems like there was a whole other plot mm-hmm. where she knew that that was important. Like, she had to get this piece off. Yeah. Either she was getting it off so she could do, perform some sort of ritual, or she was trying to get it off in a hurry because it was important to, like, stop the the satanic thing from happening. Because every time that... Well, when she first starts fiddling with it, poor Cooper Smith... <laughs> Is uh, cleaning out like the pig pen. That's his punishment. That's for his being punishment bullied. for being bullied. Is clean up pig slop. <laughs> uh, to which, when she's fiddling with the thing, that's when he gets attacked by the pigs and he climbs out in a hurry. He's like, oh, he's all covered in poop. Yeah, because the pigs are trying to get him because yep. they're Satan, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of pig hate in this movie. So all you pig enthusiasts out there, like, <laughs> oink oink, suey suey. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> By the way, this is the character that I say has no other purpose. Yeah, the receptionist. She, yeah, like. she, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. I, I feel like her only... At least she's a character that... Spoiler alert. She dies later on. But at least she serves a purpose. And also boobs. Yeah. 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 So, so she served two purposes. We had to have a victim that wasn't important to the plot... Mm-hmm. And we needed we needed a topless woman, right? Because it's a it's a horror movie, and we need topless women in horror movies. And I will say, like, I liked her topless because she didn't have Hollywood ready boobies. Yeah, yeah, they weren't they weren't your typical like fake boobs. They were, were normal. They, yeah, and then they weren't like they you weren't know. perfect. Yeah, like, yeah. Little teeny tiny nipples, like they're they're real boobs. Yeah, yeah, real real. Yep. Cooper Smith ends up going back to the cellar because he's he he realizes he's lost a book. He ends up confronting the bullies about the book because mm-hmm. he doesn't realize that he accidentally dropped it in the office. Uh, he thinks that they stole it, rightfully so. Yeah. They broke his catapult. Yeah, they went in his room, his little cubicle, and messed yeah. up all of his stuff. Yeah. So that would be my first thought too. Though, in all fairness, when he's searching for the book, I feel like he trashes his cubicle way more than they <laughs> yes, do. Yes, yes, and it doesn't really look like he was 
actually looking. No, no. He was he was <laughs> frantically looking for his book like the like the, the two people in the beginning of Brain Damage were frantically looking for Elmer. Right. <laughs> was just, that just a theme back then to just tear everything up instead of actually looking? It's just in their in their acting class, like they were taught to just tear like all right, in order for the audience to understand that you're searching for something, I want you to rip the set to pieces. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't that make it harder to find something? Shut up! Stanislavski wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> I can hear Udahage rolling in her grave. <laughs> <laughs> now give me that mime work. <laughs> well, he ends up going back into the cellar and he mm-hmm. gets the big book. Yeah, which has all the picture. It's it's the picture book. It's the it's baby's first Satan yeah. book. It's got some of the text in it. Yeah. Um, which he then starts to put into the. Uh, he has a computer that he starts putting the text yeah. into. Yeah, he brought the computer with him because he had previously uh, tried to translate some of the pages in the yeah. book in the computer lab. But he wasn't allowed enough time, so he just he just took a computer down there into the Satan room with him. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that checks out. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. You know, computer nerds can do whatever they want. He totally wouldn't have been caught carrying yeah. that huge-ass computer across campus. Right. <laughs> and it's not like today where there's, you know, 20 or 30 computers. That was probably one of four on that I, whole campus. I, yeah, maybe maybe that many. I and don't, and I don't I'm remember. being generous. I'm saying, like, that's one of four out of, like, that's including, like, the dean's office. It's not like a computer lab computer. It's it's everybody's computer. Yeah. <laughs> the janitor has to use that computer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he ends up... <laughs> he, I love it because he's putting in the stuff into the computer uh, for figuring out how to do the black mass ritual. Yeah. Again, it's like, oh, okay, we're going to... Stuff's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. This is still kind of early in the movie. Uh, which he, in my opinion, pre-Google... Google's his. Yeah, he, <laughs> he types in what ingredients do I need for Black Mass, and it, and ingredients come up. And this was back when computers didn't have a search engine like that. There's it was no, all a local yeah, search. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, of course, we the audience don't realize the fact that he's being fed this information mm-hmm. by Satan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the computer is already infected with the devil virus. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, all the ingredients pop up, and for some reason they're just laying around in yeah. the cellar, too. <laughs> yeah, they have it all at the ready. I have Newt and all that. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I guess none of them are expired right. or anything like that. But yeah. I don't know. It was weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, we end up getting introduced to another... Mildly useless character, mm-hmm. uh, which is the cook for the cafeteria, because he ends up, he ends up, uh, guys. This is a weird, weird moment because this this cook is this poor kid is scraping out the last of the food because yeah. he was so late to eat. Yeah, and, and then the cook shows up and he's he's wearing pants and an apron. But no but it, shirt. It looks like he's just naked. <laughs> it looks like this like fifty-seven-year-old overweight man is just hanging out in an apron and nothing else with a. I don't know how old this kid's supposed to be. Uh, we'll say at least seventeen. Yes, 
I would say that. Like, because I don't think it's a, it's not a military college. It's Mm -mm. a, it's like a boarding school almost. So he's probably high school age. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, creepy cook hanging out, making a steak for this boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he feels sorry for him. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns out that he's got some puppies. Puppies! There's one that old Cooper Smith has a certain affection for because it's weak and all the other puppies are pushing it away from the teat. Yeah. And so he feels real sorry for it. And so he identifies with it and takes it to the mm-hmm. cellar with him. It's his new best friend. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> but at first I was like, is he going to sacrifice that puppy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, his speech was kind of uh, a little sinister sounding. Oh yeah, it was yeah. it was supposed to be a heartfelt speech, but the way that he delivered it just sounded kind of sinister. Well, yeah. Well, and then ultimately, when he gets back to the cellar with the puppy, he starts to translate more stuff, and you know he's got the ingredients for. It. He starts doing the ritual, which is again like, oh yeah, the Satan stuff's about to really go down, but it doesn't because he gets stuck along the way, and it it pretty much is asking for a sacrifice, like the. The, the ritual's asking for sacrifice, but he thinks that it is asking for the sacrament from the altar mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, blood, yeah. blood ritual, uh, which, of course, us, the audience, are like, oh, shit, he's going to have to kill the puppy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of gets some sort of ritual going. Yeah. Because he ends up hearing noises from, yeah. like, the back room. <laughs> And so he goes to investigate, thinking that, I guess, Satan was back there just rummaging around. I don't know. Satan's like, where the hell did I put my car keys? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But all of a sudden, these uh, masked figures come out and, uh, like, kind of scare him. Yeah, pig heads, uh, jackass head, and stuff of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the classic animal head, hooded figure type thing. So he, he faints. He passes out. Yep. And then we find out it was the bullies. Yeah. Yeah, it was Bubba and the gang. And they're laughing. Ha, 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 ha. We really did it this time. Clint Howard wakes up and says, <laughs> whoa, far out. Yeah. He thinks he summoned yeah. a handful of of the devil's minions. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, that would have been so funny if, if the movie hadn't have ended the way it ended. If the rest of the movie... He thinks he has satanic powers. Yeah. And this whole time, he thinks he's going to get the revenge on the bullies. And then it's just like, get them, my minions. And they're just like, bro, that was us. Yeah. Because I don't think he ever knows. He never learns that. No, they never go back to that. Yeah, which is a missed opportunity. That would have been really funny. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of scenes happen. A lot of slow... I know it seems like this is running out of breakneck. Uh, a breakneck pace. But However, no. we are cutting out so much slow, like just people slowly walking from one side of the room to the other, or just sitting in complete silence, mm-hmm. or having really like absent minded conversation. My thing was there were so many little things happening, but it never led to anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, there's a lot of red herrings as far as, like, the different types of, I won't say scares. Because yeah. not, there's not really a whole lot of scares in this movie. No. Uh, but 
there's a lot of red herrings as far as like what you think it means mm-hmm. as far as like you know sounds that happen or or little lines that people deliver or looks that are given across the room you go oh, okay yeah i got this figured out and to some extent that's not a bad thing because they don't want it to be 100 percent predictable however it's so slow i end up writing down we were at 48 minutes in the movie and ultimately if you don't count the beginning of the movie, nothing's happened. Yeah, nothing he, significant. Yeah, nothing. Least. I mean, he because he, he he finds the book, and that was like at minute twenty five, mm-hmm. and then another twenty minutes go by, and it's just it's it's usually just him being poor pitiful him. Mm-hmm. Poor sap. You know, I thought as soon as I wrote down forty five minutes or forty eight minutes, nothing's happened. That's when something happened. Because that's when uh, he gets in a fight with Sarge, who is, mm-hmm. he's basically the drunken groundskeeper, yeah. more or less, that lives in the in the cellar of the church, yeah. in one of the rooms. And he has never seen the Satan room. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, when he, find, when he goes in there, he's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It's like, Wait. How, how have you not, oh yeah, and they're totally doing this on purpose, every time that when stuff actually does happen, someone says either what the devil or what the hell. Yeah. As if it's to signal someone to go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay, time to be evil because someone said devil. Right. Yeah. So Sarge ends up getting on to him because earlier in the movie, he ends up looking for his crowbar. He can't find his crowbar. Turns out Clint Howard has the crowbar, so that's why he's he's drunk and he's pissed about it. He's like, oh, you lied to me about not getting the crowbar. And then he sees that there's the puppy, yeah. and he's just like, oh, you, oh, I see. Since I'm down here living like a dog, why not bring another dog in? I, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. Oh. It was so crazy. And then he threatens to kill the puppy. He threatens to kill the puppy. And then he threatens to rape Clint Howard. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Uh, it went... Yeah, yeah, it went, whoa. I was like, oh, are we about to have another Day of the Animals moment? Yeah. Because <laughs> it went... I did not expect him to just go, I'm going what, what was the line? It was, I'm going to make you scream like a girl or well, whatever. You came to me as a boy, but I'm going to oh, turn you into a girl. That's right. That's what he said. What Which the is hell terrible. is that? Terrible. Oh, no. I said, what the hell is that? Oh, <gasps> uh, guys. Satan. By the end of this podcast, I may be killed by Satan. <laughs> well, of course, uh, the computer turns on by itself while this uh, argument is happen- happening. And luckily, Satan saves the day. <laughs> from the computer. Like. Yeah, from the computer. Uh, it does this little weird graphic of, like, a knob turning. Yeah. And Sarge's head gets screwed all the way around. Yeah, uh, it was crazy. Setting the bar high, guys. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. We've still got 30 minutes left in this movie, and it's going Full hard, we're gonna knock it out of the out of the park. Nope, goes no. back to slow. Right, goes back to slow ass stuff where everybody's just <laughs> moping around. Nothing's happening for the longest time. Which uh, we we do get to see the receptionist again after yep, this. Yep, yep. It is now her big scene uh-huh. of her back in her apartment, stripping down naked. 
Mm-hmm. Walking sex sexily for no one. <laughs> she walks. She has to slowly undress in front of a fireplace, and then sways her hips as hard as she can, walking up these stairs. <laughs> it looks silly. Yeah, she gets into the shower. Now, right before that, she was messing with the damn emblem on the book yet again. Which uh, it cuts to the pigs getting all riled up in the pen mm-hmm. and then and then and then naked time she gets in the shower they're breaking through the pen now yeah and unknown to her the pigs have gone hog wild oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so ding dong it's pigs uh, yes. the, the pigs bust through and uh and kill her yeah, in the they, shower they start munching on her <laughs> which there is a flash of this uh, during the scene it, it's goofy uh, kind of because you know it's like it's like rubber pig heads and fake pig mm-hmm. like for the, the close-ups of her getting attacked and then far away it's just kind of like her petting pigs but she's naked <laughs> and then once she's dead there's this really quick flash on the screen of like the pig tearing flesh away from some sort of meaty carcass. Yeah, it's like ripping out guts, and it yeah. lo- it looks so real. And it's I, visceral. It's it's yeah. Yeah, I understand why maybe that was cut out. Yeah, I was like, oh damn. Yeah, because it's obviously like because the version that we watched. Uh, the camera's slightly different for that part. It's mm-hmm. more fuzzy. Yeah. So that that's what makes me think it was a scene that was cut out and then re-put back yeah. in. Yeah, uh, which this movie does have... It does have ultimately, like, three cuts because yeah. there's the initial cut, which got it banned from the UK. Mm-hmm. Then there's uh, the cut that takes out a good chunk of the satanic stuff and pretty much all the gore. And then there's the uncut, slightly cut... Which they kind of rearrange the dialogue so the movie flows a little bit better and you, you get some of the gore back. Yeah. And I think that's the version that we saw. Yeah. Uh, there's no way for me to really know without getting my hands on all three cuts. Mm-hmm. And we'll just we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah. Then woo, we woo. see the book disappear. <laughs> <sighs> it it just what dissipates. Why <laughs> <laughs> what? Why does it do it? I I still haven't quite. I, I mean, it obviously teleported. Yeah, the book has magical teleportation powers. <laughs> Which I don't know why it hasn't teleported back to its why, yeah, owner. Why, why did it take her to die? Yeah. That tells me that somehow she was connected to the book. And, and then, we'll never know the connection. Nope, because. Uh, um, that's the last that we know. Uh, yeah. As far as like the book goes, that's the last of that. And uh, that's the last of anything that has to do with the emblem on the front of the book. So yeah. we have no idea why she's trying to pop it off the front. Because no one ever does that. No one ever gets a hold of the book from that point on. Nope. Well, Clint gets it back again. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it to reappears up, to him. Yeah, to yeah. finish up the ritual. So. Uh, which, I mean, well, most of the ritual is on the computer, so it technically mm-hmm. doesn't even need the book. No, and no. that's why it's so silly that the yeah. book teleports back. Yeah. I don't know. Of course, the the best way to resolve a scene of a woman being murdered by pigs is to go to a pep rally. Yeah, and a swimsuit competition. Woo, 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 woo. Which, 
I loved this part because Clint Howard is like dissociating <laughs> during most of the swimsuit competition until this one girl comes up. Yeah, which um, Clint Howard dissociating during this part of the movie was kind of how I was dissociating during good chunks of this movie. <laughs> where I was just like, can something happen? Do I have to see a long panning shot of candles? We're, we've established there's candles. Can we skip the candles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pep rally gets done, and Clint Howard goes to un- underneath the... He ends up creeping underneath the bleachers mm-hmm. to meet up with two of the other gals that were in the swimsuit competition that didn't win. Which it's the one girl that actually snapped him out of him, just yeah, staring yeah. off. Yeah. And he's like... Oh, I really thought you should won, should have won, you know. Uh, so he he's just trying to flirt. He's just trying. He's yeah. just testing the waters. It is working. It is working for a moment until Bubba and the gang show up. Yeah, which they they kick his ass. He <laughs> pants him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> which then the girls are disgusted by him. Yeah, because he's a. Uh, 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 Poor pitiful him. I will also say I would I would have been disgusted by him because during this whole freaking movie, Clint Howard is sweating profusely, <laughs> and this scene especially, he is he, so sweaty. He is his shirt is just soaked. Is so gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, is, Clint, if you listen to this, but I, I they had to have been filming this in the middle of the summer. Yeah, because on the that poor days. kid, poor Clint Howard, is drenched in sweat. Almost every single scene in the movie. In an earlier scene, he comes into a room and he's completely soaking wet. Uh, however, that was explained because he had to go through a sprinkler to get his hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they put that in there just so they could explain why the hell his shirt is soaked. Yeah, I I, I don't know. They should have just kept superimposing sprinklers in the background. It's just like, <laughs> God, he's got the worst luck. That guy always ends up walking through sprinklers. <laughs> well, the principal ends up walking up. Yeah. Clint Howard is lying on the ground, pantsless and crying. And so, of course, the principal gets on to him and punishes him for being... <laughs> yeah. He walks up and goes, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, I, I put myself in this position. Which, by the way, the colonel literally walks up like a second after the bullies walk off. So yeah, he had to have seen what happened <laughs> to this kid. Oh, absolutely. I He was just in on it. Yeah. Everybody was just shitting on, on poor Cooper Smith. Mm-mm-mm. And and he wanted to take a swing and, and kind of, you know, make him feel like crap, too. The bullies then celebrate their defeat of Stanley Cooper Smith. They get good and drunk. They take the girls with them. They're aware that Clint Howard has a little hangout spot in the cellar. Mm-hmm. So they go down there to have themselves a nice little good time. And they come across the computer, they come across the satanic book, and they come across the puppy. And Bubba just sees the computer saying, I need a sacrifice, blood, yeah. and He all just that. sees blood on there, and it's just like, oh, well, yeah, I gotta kill this puppy. Yeah, obviously I gotta kill the puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, which so, man? yeah, the puppy dies. Yeah, yeah, he kills the puppy. There's like three instances where you think the puppy dies, and, and then they finally, and they did, finally it. did it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not celebrating that. Yeah, no. But, they don't but, show it, luckily. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. I was really I actually surprised. thought when he was bringing the blade down, I thought they were going to, like, show at least, like, a really, like, extreme close-up of, like, a blade going into fur. Yeah. Because this movie, I think, would totally do that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. So, you know, good on them. As soon as he kills the puppy, the computer screen changes from just regular blood to human blood. Yeah, it says, you idiot, of course I need human blood. Yeah. See, I think this was the devil's way of basically setting forth the path for Cooper Smith to actually sacrifice a human. Yeah. Because there was no way that he was going to do it before this, but now he's lost his only friend in the world. Mm-hmm. Cooper Smith comes down, you know, he's had a hell of a day. You know, he got, he got embarrassed in front of girls. He got depanced. He got yelled at for being pathetic. And then he goes down to seek the love and affection of his only friend in the whole wide world. But instead he only sees blood. Just blood all over. He looks at the computer and sees human blood. Oh. That, an idea, I think, has just popped up into Cooper Smith's head. But this is yet another scene that just drags on way too long. It takes forever. Ever. It takes <laughs> so long. It, it's... Uh, I actually notated after that part, I just wrote, this movie takes forever to move on. Mm-hmm. Because it's just Clint Howard slowly shuffling around the room, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, just... Could someone just tell him to do something? Right. Because he's not doing anything. One of the staff members is the, is the colonel that comes in. Well, the colonel's the principal. That's right. So, corporal? I don't know. I don't know. One of the staff members comes in to the cellar because he hears some commotion. Well, he was already looking for uh, Cooper. That's right. Because he was missing from soccer practice. Yeah, yeah. Which the bullies have to make a little comment. Ho-ho, I wonder where he's at. Guess he found his message. And his friend, that we see occasionally throughout the movie, is just like, what message? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're making little jokes. And one of the bullies does the best little dog bark I've ever heard of. Yeah, yeah. Sound effects bully does a really good little dog bark. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, but, you know, better than that, guys. (laughs) Yeah, it sounded real, so. Yeah. I give him props for that. Oh, yeah. That's clearly why they hired him. They needed a Police Academy-esque no. sound effects guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's why the uh, the colonel does end up going down there to try yeah. to see what's going on. Which he makes a grave error because when he walks in and sees Cooper Smith with all the satanic stuff, mm-hmm. he says, what the devil are you doing? Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, dear. What the devil indeed. Well, that's when Stanley Cooper Smith has incredible Hulk strength. And picks this guy (laughs) up. Picks him up and throws him into, like, this spiky chandelier. It doesn't even look like he really throws him. It looks like he just, like, pushes him up onto it. Yeah. I I don't know how they did this scene, but the way that it was, it looked so silly. Yeah, it was. uh, It was obvious that it was... Some sort of cable harness that lifted the guy up faster than Clint Howard could move. Because it doesn't look like Clint Howard's actually doing anything. It looks like he's just ushering his hands along. It's like he was pushing a balloon 
up to the ceiling. Right. We finally get our blood sacrifice. And this is when all hell breaks loose. Oh, yeah. The last 10 minutes of the movie. What was the name that came? Esteban. Yeah, Esteban. Uh, uh, yeah, Esteban is flashing on the screen. Esteban is the name of Bull, Bull's yeah. character. Yeah. It turns out that, you know, this whole time, it's not so much the devil so much as the spirit of Esteban. That's Yeah, that's trying to make sure that this ritual actually goes through. Yeah. That... I guess yeah. he has a host. See, this this whole time I thought it was like a resurrection thing. I figured that, you know, Clint Howard's going to do this ritual and that Esteban would materialize. Mm-hmm. And he kind of does. He kind of does. It, they actually do an awesome effect during this. Really cool. Yeah, where uh, Clint's face turns into to Esteban's face. Yeah. And just the way that they did it. I mean, it's an old trick for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. But the way that they did it, it, it looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, it's it's mirror and lighting and mm-hmm. it's just they did a really good, really cool transition. It's definitely like uh, your old school Hollywood old black and white horror movie kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, while all this is happening, while Clint is finally finishing the ritual, the bullies are all in the chapel Getting a talking to from the priest. Which, I mean, it's a, it's pretty much the whole school are well. The, at least the soccer team is Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all the bullies and a handful of other jokers mm-hmm. uh, in the and mix. The, the coach is there. Teachers, yeah. yeah. Another cool scene is right above the priest is a giant crucifix. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, plaster Jesus. And it the camera gets all close on the, on the, the hand. And it's hard to tell if it's like a real hand and wrist and stuff moving, or if it's a if or if it's fake. Yeah. But the the nail through his hand starts moving, and, yeah. he, and his hand starts bleeding. And the blood is black, which was kind of weird. Yeah. But what makes us like so uh, weirded out by this scene is the hand is like it's hard to tell if the hand is because it, it looks because the the fingers kind of move individually yeah. and but the the blood vessel it, it's obviously like a pump system yeah. so was it like a fake hand with a fake or was it a real hand with a fake wrist attached to it or was it all puppetry like yeah. whoever I have did no idea. yeah whoever There's no did pro- that scene yeah this movie is not, it's not like anyone gave, gave a real big rip about it. So there's not, I have no way of finding out other than trying to contact the people that made the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm lazy. I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, but so, but yeah, it really neat. Really neat. Mm-hmm. This part of the movie should have been more of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because Clint Howard is finally getting possessed by Esteban. A bunch of weird stuff starting to happen. The Jesus hand is bleeding, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then and then the 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 nail flies out of the hand into the priest's forehead. Who, which his forehead's already bleeding before yeah. the nail hits his head. It's one of the few shots of the movie, as far as special effects go, that they biffed it. Yeah, because the rest of the movie, like when it comes to the special effects stuff, really good. Yeah. So that would be another one that I would want to ask somebody, like, that was on production of this movie. I'd want to ask, hey, why couldn't you put a blood pack in his in his head or yeah. something instead of already having his head bleeding? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, could we have not done another take where he's not facing the camera? 
Yeah. You see, you see the thing fly at him, and then he turns towards the camera. Oh! Yeah. So then you can get away with that. Yeah. You know, like, this was probably, like, take four or ten, and they just went, good enough. Good <laughs> enough. Let's move on. <laughs> it's been three weeks, guys. We gotta wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so the priest dies. The priest dies. People start freaking out. All, well, stuff starts setting on fire. Yeah, because uh, hell is literally yeah, breaking loose. Yeah, it is. It, it's a pretty epic scene. The, uh, the ground opens up, or the floor opens up. Cooper Smith comes floating out of the smoke, holding on to the sword. <laughs> And his hair, his toupee is standing straight up. As I said, a lot of good this toupee did for him. Which that's ultimately the, that's the image that they use for uh, the art Mm -hmm. for the cover of this movie. Yeah. So it's like, why did they make him get a toupee if if that's how they were going to advertise it anyway? Yeah, make his hair all red and goofy. This is his big carry moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Where he's getting revenge. He's pretty much killing everybody. Um, pigs come out of the ground, yeah, too. Yeah, all the pigs come back. So, pigs on the run, and they're having some fun. Because <laughs> they are literally just going about, just, wee. <laughs> yeah, to, to use it again, hog wild. Yeah. <laughs> and huh. this is where I was like, okay, so these are boars. They aren't regular pigs. Yeah. Why did this school have boars? Yeah, because there's there's subtly there's 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 pig and boar stuff kind of hidden all over the place in the background. Like there's a little pig statue in the uh, secretary's house. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's little things here and there. Yeah, uh, I guess that you this place was founded by Esteban because there's a big oil painting of him. Yeah, okay. and so this had to have been like a subtle way of him, like of. It turns out that this whole time this has been a satanic church and nobody knew. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, did I miss that this was the mascot for the school or what? Yeah, yeah. So. another potentially missing scene or forgotten about plot line. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, not plot line. Who cares about mascots? But, you know, at least some world building. Yeah. And, I mean, they might have even mentioned it at the beginning when he was showing the mom around. Right. Yeah. But I missed it somewhere if he did. Yeah. If it was mentioned that the that that's why they have boars. Well, we finally have Bubba get his comeuppance, but not by the hand of Cooper Smith. No. It's by the hand of Zombie Sarge. Yeah. I, what? Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. I, I don't know I, what the rules are here. Yeah, I mean, he was. It looked like he was trying to do some sort of resurrection spell. I don't know if he was. <sighs> so he accidentally made a zombie Sarge. Another yeah. part of the movie that didn't get put on screen. You yeah. Know, like, there's, there yeah, probably you, was like some sort of like, oh, great. Now, not only am I getting bullied, but now I've got a zombie, you know, drunk Sarge yeah. running around. Which, okay. <laughs> Special effects department, you guys did good. Makeup oh department. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, because Sarge's makeup, it's like a 12-year-old's first zombie costume. It's yeah. just It's just a white face, you know, With dark like eyes. With, like, some scratches. Yeah, some, some light scratch marks. So. And then, but while that, while he looks like hot trash, he pulls a... 
freaking uh, Temple of Doom, Kali Ma. Yes! It pulls Bubba's heart right out of his chest. And that looks awesome, it too. It looks really good. The mold that they made of Bubba's chest... They did a phenomenal job yeah. coloring his the prosthetic chest. They yeah. did a great job. Like the skin tones are perfect. The nipples are perfect. I mean, like it's weird. Like, yeah, it I, definitely. It's a weird thing to point out, but like it's that like the transition from his torso to the fake torso is almost seamless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, whoever painted it, even it looks like real flesh. Yeah, yeah, they did a really good job uh, with that. And that's the end of the movie. Yep, all the bully, all the bullies end up dying. Um, the computer is like, "All right, my job here's done." Yeah. Bob, or is it? Uh, Bubba dies, and everybody, everybody's dead, and we just get text on the screen. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like it's the beginning of a movie. They don't give us a real ending. They just give us the text of what just, actually happened. It just suddenly there's text. It goes, uh, what, what was it? It, it? Essentially, as Cooper Smith got his revenge, he was the only survivor. He was found catatonic. He was found catatonic. He resides in the asylum to this day. And then the then it slowly fades in to the screen of the computer Mm -hmm. which says I, Stanley Cooper Smith, will return. I will return. I will return. I will return. And then a digital Clint Howard face glows on the screen. (laughs) Credits. Yeah, like they were trying to open up for a sequel or something. Yeah, yeah. I... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would have... If I want a sequel or... I kind of want a sequel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Clint Howard has been waiting 40 years no. <laughs> for his big sequel. He's been waiting for this day to come. I mean, like, he's waiting for two things right now. He's waiting for a return of his character from Star Trek. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> Him and his puppet. Yeah. And, and he's waiting for the sequel to Evil Speak. All right, Autumn. So... What is your final verdict? How do you feel about this movie? <sighs> to say the least, I didn't like it because of how slow everything was. Uh, I think if we had a little more gumption, a little more crazy, satanic things happening, yeah, then I, I 100% would have enjoyed it because I think it's a cool story. Mm-hmm. As we've gushed a million times in this episode, like the special effects... Yeah. Amazing. As far as everything else goes, lacking. Yeah. It it is very much if this didn't have the satanic stuff in it, if it was just a a story about a bully, it's almost like Revenge of the Nerds in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, like because it's just your generic eighties movie bullies, your generic dweeb. You got some gals in there. You got some boobs. You got some. You got the establishment with the principals. Like this could have been. This is like a beast. This is like not Porky's, not quite Animal House feel. Like it could have been one of those movies. If it, it, like this, this easily could have been uh, a horror spoof movie. Yeah. Uh, like it could have been. There's a lot of things this movie could have been. Mm-hmm. It could have been hard horror. Uh, if the dialogue was a little bit tighter. Yeah, which I think, I honestly think that's the vibe they were going for. 
And I could see it going in that direction if yeah. it was just written differently. I think maybe if they would have if they would have figured out what they wanted to do with the computer versus the book, mm-hmm. that would have been helpful. If they would have known what they were doing with the characters, also oh. would have been helpful. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I still would love to know why the hell the secretary was trying to get the medallion-esque mm-hmm. thing off the front. That that feels... Because it's obvious that the book is trying to protect itself from her doing that, because that's why the pigs come. Mm-hmm. So, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, as usual, guys, I am overanalyzing. But <laughs> this one, I like... I'm justified. It's not me trying to make this movie realistic. I'm not trying to... I just want this one little thing to make sense. I just need... I need that. We just need a little clarification on a lot of it. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, my my verdict on this is kind of the same. I don't hate this movie. It's not a classic, in my opinion. I think that it's worth watching solely just to see... Uh, the special effects, mm-hmm, and definitely. also like I think that oh, overall it's a it's a decent movie from Clint Howard. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, and it, I mean you don't really you, there's not a lot of those out there where he's like the main character. Yeah, yeah like got, that. I, uh, yeah, you've got uh, technically well he's not even a main main character, but you got what Rock and Roll High School, mm-hmm. and then all and then Ice Cream Man. Yeah, because uh, I mean what House of the Dead he's not really. I mean, he's a side character. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's something... I, I don't know his entire filmography. Well, guys, you can only... F- okay, this movie is hard to find. Mm-hmm. And, and Probably as, for a good reason. Yeah, uh, it's obvious that there is some sort of like distribution issue with it because of the fact that there's... Like I mentioned earlier, there's three cuts of this movie. And the reason why I have no idea what cut I saw is because the only way I could actually find this uh, without trying to buy it off of ebay or something was it is available to watch on youtube Mm -hmm. just just search evil speak i know of at least two uploads of it in really good quality i was really surprised by that because usually movie rips on youtube are kind of crap who knows how long it'll stay up uh so if you're interested in checking out a clint howard picture check it out Uh, I, i mean you might as well yeah it might be your only chance to check it out, really. Very true. All right. Well, that's the end of another podcast, Megoria, Halloween A to Z. Yeah. Next episode, we have The Final Terror. Uh. Which, um, I'm curious as to what The Final Terror actually is. I think <laughs> we're going to have another long one, guys. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next podcast, Megoria. And remember to stay spooky. Ooh. Bye. You've been listening to Podcast Megoria, co-hosted by Autumn Campbell and James Davis. Music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Be sure to subscribe and visit us at podcastmegoria.wordpress.com for more information about this podcast. Additionally, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And remember to stay spooky.